What you anticipate in the future will have a great impact on your present. In other words, if you're looking forward with expectation to Christ's return, that will change the way you live today. Looking forward to Christ's return is not an invitation to grow lazy and unconcerned. Rather, it causes you to be all the more diligent in serving the Lord now. Welcome to the Wisdom Journey. Stephen Davey has a lesson today called Ready and Waiting. The return of Jesus Christ to planet Earth is never presented in the Bible as just some interesting fact, uh, simply as something that's going to happen one day. It's actually presented as an ultimatum that demands not only belief, but a response from us. In other words, will you believe that Jesus is coming again? And will you live your life now in light of that, in light of seeing him one day? Well, today we're sailing back into Matthew chapter 24. We're continuing our study of Jesus's Olivet Discourse. And in the first portion of chapter 24, the Lord has outlined some, some troubling events the conditions on earth during the future tribulation period, which follows the rapture of the church. Now, during the seven-year tribulation, millions of people are going to be saved, including many Jewish people. Now, it's, it's to these future Jewish believers that Jesus is actually speaking here. And I think this is going to be uh, probably the most read chapter in the New Testament during that tribulation period, because Jesus is going to give them warnings of, of great persecution. He's going to describe uh, the, the terror of the Antichrist. He, he predicts the Antichrist will declare himself to be God. So this is going to be fascinating and very critical information, especially then. So now again, let's pick it up at verse 29, where Jesus says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened. And the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Jesus is describing here some culminating signs that are going to appear at the end of the seven-year tribulation period. You're going to have this cosmic disruption in our solar system, in fact, in, in the entire universe. All of it is going to be pointing to the soon return of the Lord to earth. Verse 30 describes it here. He'll be coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And everybody, by the way, on earth is going to be able to witness the Lord's return with his redeemed. Jesus predicts here that all the tribes of the earth will mourn. Now, this mourning, this sadness reflects their realization that judgment has arrived. Christ's return is going to be accompanied by the gathering of all those who've come to faith during uh, the tribulation period. Jesus says here in verse 31, he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. This is a reference to those who've believed in Christ during the tribulation. They've survived. They now physically enter the kingdom. 
And those who have followed the Antichrist are going to be sent away to await their final judgment. Now, the question on the disciples' minds here is this. When is this going to happen? In verse 32, Jesus introduces a, a little lesson, literally a parable from a, from a fig tree to answer this question. He says, from the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. He adds in verse 33, so also when you see all these things, that is all these cosmic things happening, you know that he is near at the very gates. So these things, these signs appearing that point to Christ's return, we're going to know that his return is very soon. Now here in verse 34, Jesus says, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. In other words, that future generation that experiences the tribulation, sees all those cosmic disturbances, they're going to be the generation that sees Christ return in glory and establish his kingdom on earth. Now, in case anybody thinks the Lord is, you know, kind of guessing here, uh, the Lord adds in verse 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So, with this information given now, the tribulation believers have an approximate time for Christ's return. They know the tribulation is going to last for seven years. However, Jesus says here in verse 36, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. In other words, God the Father retains the right to pull the trigger, so to speak, on that specific day and hour, a time that only he knows. Now, this doesn't mean that Jesus and the Holy Spirit are not entirely omniscient or all-knowing. They know everything except that thing. Well, this reference actually tracks back to a Jewish wedding. Uh, In a Jewish wedding, the father would tell his son, the groom, when to go and get his bride. Now, the son certainly knows the day of his wedding. He knows he's going to be married. He, 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 however, yields to his father the right to look over at him, so to speak, at some moment and say, okay, now's the time. And that's what Jesus is referring to here. Now, Jesus is emphasizing here that the tribulation believers need to be first alert and watching for him and secondly, faithful in serving him as they wait. Now, to emphasize alertness concerning his coming again, Jesus compares the end of the tribulation to the days of Noah. He says here in verse 37, For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus is saying that everybody's going to be going about the daily routines of life during the tribulation, just like the world of Noah's day, which was suddenly, unexpectedly overwhelmed by that global flood. The unbelieving world here is going to be caught completely by surprise when the Lord appears and descends to earth to bring holy judgment. 
So here's what will happen, Jesus says in verse 40. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken, and one left. The next verse the Lord says, Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, and one left. Now, this has caused some confusion because believers of the church age will be raptured, that is, taken away. But the context here in the Mount Olivet Discourse is very different. Tribulation believers will be the ones left, that is, left here on earth, to enter into the millennial kingdom of Christ. Unbelievers will be taken away to judgment. So Jesus says to those future believers here in verse 42, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. He adds in verse 44, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Well, what does it mean to be ready? Well, whether it's the future tribulation believers or believers like us today as we await the rapture of the church, it means to live in light of his appearing, his coming, uh, anticipating his appearance. And that means faithfully serving him daily. Well, that's the point Jesus makes now in verse 45. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. So the faithful servant here is simply the one who goes about his life fulfilling his duties faithfully. He's just, he's just doing what he's been given to do, what he's left here on earth to accomplish. And what is that? Well, honoring and serving the Lord by serving others sharing the gospel with friends and neighbors, being an example of godliness and integrity, doing your homework, washing the laundry, whatever it is God gives you to do. And just think, as one author put it, the faithful servant of Jesus is going to be rewarded with rank and authority in the coming kingdom. Now, the the unbeliever might profess to have faith in Christ, but he really doesn't believe the Lord is coming back. And verse 49 describes uh, the wickedness and selfishness uh, of, of these individuals. Christ's return for them is going to result in a reward. The reward is going to be terrifying judgment. Now, we're not living in the tribulation period. And the proof of that is we haven't had those cosmic disturbances in our solar system. But we should be looking forward to the first phase of Christ's return. That is, when he comes in the clouds or to the clouds to remove us from the earth at the rapture. This is what the Apostle Paul calls in Titus chapter 2, verse 13, the blessed hope, the appearing of our Lord. And we are convinced that he's coming. And if we are convinced he's coming, we ought to be living in anticipation of his appearance. Well, let's walk with him today in right living. Let's serve him today with gladness, no matter how mundane the job is, no matter how difficult the role is. And let's be alert. Jesus Christ's coming for the church could be just around the corner of human history. So as we joyfully wait for that day, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
That was Stephen Davey and a lesson he called Ready and Waiting. This is the wisdom journey. Stephen is teaching through the entire Bible, all 66 books, with a new lesson each weekday. If you commit to following along, God will use the power of His Word to transform your life. Your journey through life can be a journey of wisdom if you live it according to the Bible. That's the heartbeat behind Stephen's teaching ministry. His desire is to help you know what the Bible says, understand what it means, and apply it to your life. Please, make a point to listen to each daily lesson as we travel through the Bible together. So, be sure and join us next time to continue the wisdom journey.